1: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. From
0: the 12th floor, 50 pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game at News Radio 1000 KTOK. Welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Happy Nick Collison Day across the state. And wherever you are, but here in the state of Oklahoma, we are celebrating Nick Collison Day, so make sure to honor Nick Collison. You show your intrinsic values by being that glue guy. Whatever project that needs to get done, if you've got superstars that are going to prevent you from making that sales goal, or going to prevent you from getting that construction project done, or for not help you make that presentation that's going to knock it out of the park, You get them in the office, you wrangle them together, and you make sure they go out and succeed. That is how you celebrate Nick Collison Day. Coming up on this podcast, we'll talk about Nick Collison, and we might even get into the criteria of what it would mean, or or what the criteria should be to get your jersey retired, but I'm going to talk about why the Thunder should now be past having a Nick Collison guy in the locker room, but why they are not past having a Nick Collison guy in the locker room. I'll also talk about why I see Kevin Durant in a little bit different light after something that happened in the hall after Saturday's game. We had a crazy conversation in the press box. I'll talk about that. That'll show you where Russell Westbrook stands. Plus, we'll tell you whether or not it's time to panic about the Oklahoma City Thunder if, in fact, you think they should make it to the second round of the playoffs. We'll get into all that today. My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Proud member of the iHeartMedia family. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast. Also, check out basketballmaven.io. That's basketballmaven.io slash thunder for our brand new website called Thunder Maven. I'm very excited about that. And you can subscribe to this podcast on a new app, Called Himalaya. You can also subscribe on Google Podcast and Apple Podcast and Spotify. But when you get in your car, just tell your car or your smart device. Well, I guess you can tell it through your car to play the Locked On Thunder podcast. So here we go. The Oklahoma City Thunder are in the stretch run. And if you believe that it's second round or bust, in order to consider this a successful season, then you need to be hitting the panic button right now. Yes, it is time for you to start freaking out and going nuts because this team will not make the second round of the playoffs. Not the way that they are playing now, losing nine out of their last 13 games. And even though I'm not a stat guy, and I know I just threw numbers at you there, I'm going to give you some numbers now that are going to make your skin crawl. These numbers tell you all you need to know about why the Oklahoma City Thunder won't be getting past San Antonio, Portland, or Houston in the first round. Or I guess right now, yeah, you're in the sixth seed. You'd play Houston. But the Thunder have turned the ball over 53 times in the last four games. Yeah, that's the last four games. They've turned the ball over 53 times. And only one of those games against the Brooklyn Nets, did they not turn it over at least 10 times? A case of the stupid has hit Oklahoma City. And while I want to give the Heat credit for being a very active defense, and they definitely were active and did do a great job of causing, you know, uh, okay, so let's say they caused 11, 10, or 10 of those 19 turnovers that Oklahoma City had the other night then the the rest of them fell on Oklahoma City. And two of them fell on Paul George in the third quarter that were just inexcusable. One, and I really wish I could remember who he threw it to, one was a pass directly to to an opposing player that ended up going to the other end for a layup attempt. I mean, just Paul George not thinking, and I don't even think the guy made a great cut to the ball. He didn't make a great break on the ball at all, but that's just you not paying attention. Paul George going into the paint, not being protective, having the ball dribble off his foot. Mistakes are going to happen. You're going to get rattled from time to time. Your shooting's going down, and yes, the Thunder right now, I'll throw another stat at you, 29th overall in offense in the NBA since the All-Star break, and yes, your your shoulder's hurting. That's going to hurt your offense, but it shouldn't hurt the way... They, that you distribute the ball. It shouldn't hurt the way that you handle the ball. Steven Adams catching a case of the stupid on Monday night when he picks up his fourth and fifth foul 34 seconds apart. And in a game where you didn't have Nerlens Noel to come in and protect you, you couldn't afford to be on the bench. The Thunder needed to protect the paint, and Miami took full advantage of it, tuning Oklahoma City up for 60 points. Again, I've thrown a lot of numbers at you, but like, just all this just tells me that Billy Donovan really can't fix this situation. Now, he can certainly make you aware, going back to the Philly game, when Russell could have fouled Ben Simmons and sent him to the line after Jimmy Butler had missed a shot, he certainly could have made him aware. And to tell Russ, hey, if you get an opportunity to foul Jimmy Butler, foul him, clock's about to wind down. We need to get these guys on the free throw line to at least slow it down some. Foul Simmons. Russ didn't do it. He knocked the ball out of bounds. I mean, and really that, that, and, and even in that game, Russ also had made a turnover. Those are times you got to pull them in a co- as a coach. Now I get it. You can simulate all the, all the possible scenarios for the last couple of minutes of a game during practice, but guys have got to go out and perform and they're not doing it, fully understandable. But everybody has to take responsibility in this. And when you've got an MVP candidate, a former MVP, a six-man-of-the-year candidate, and a guy in Steven Adams, who was a borderline all-star this year, that team is good enough to make it to the second round of the playoffs. That team should beat Utah. That team should beat San Antonio and Houston. And whoever they meet in that first round... Golden State Denver probably not. You probably don't want to play you can't you're not going to beat either one of those teams. But even as a as a 6 seed playing Houston that's a 3, yeah, I expect Oklahoma City to win that, but right now I can't tell you that they are. Because I don't know if this team is smart enough to play the kind of basketball that they need to when it really counts. And the other thing I will say about the other night, which kind of bothered me, is at times I didn't think they looked very interested in that game at all. Um, At least... Paul George had to take what? He scored 25 points, but he had to take 29 shots to get it. Now, some of that had to do with the bench and the bench only putting up 10 points with Dennis Schroeder being put into the starting lineup. But... It kind of felt like during that last six minutes of the game is when they really kind of started to 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 play a little bit harder. Like you didn't see them being active on defense against Miami. They didn't. Miami after the first six minutes of that game understood what they needed to do because they're hanging on that eight nine seed in the Eastern Conference, and the nine seed means what you guessed it not going to the playoffs. They understood. Oklahoma City, after the first six minutes, seemed to act like they had that game in hand. And then in the last six minutes, they went, well, oh crap, we could lose. And just didn't have enough firepower to get there by that time. Um, Things I agree with Billy Donovan on and disagree a little bit with Eric Horn on, I did think the Thunder did an all right job against Miami's zone. In the fact that they were able to get into the paint. They were able to sit Jeremy Grant up for some great shots. He had a good night. Would have liked to have seen Markeith Morris convert a couple of more times. That would have at least made me feel a little easier about this bench going into the playoffs. Um, Abdul Nader broke down the zone one time. Went baseline. Just ended up missing a shot. And and Miami, I mean there were a few times that Miami had him pushed out. But the ball movement was good. You know, when you hit Terrence Ferguson on a fast break for a corner three, Ferguson's got to make that shot. So all these things that the Thunder need to do, they're putting themselves in position to do, they're just ultimately not finishing sometimes. And there's not a good, like, I don't have, like, a really good feeling about this team right now. I want to be positive. I want to be excited, and maybe you go out and beat a playoff team in Toronto tonight, and that might change my mind, and I'll come back here after the game, which I'm planning on podcasting after the game tonight, and maybe I will feel good, but right now, I just don't, and I'm I'm hoping something hap- can happen that can turn that around, but right now, yeah, I'd say it's, it's time to panic, depending on what your expectations are, which means Sam Presti's going to have to make some changes in the offseason. It's not going to be Billy Donovan. Uh, he's got a contract extension, so he's changing. But if you know Mo Cheeks needs to step up and take on a bigger role with this team, fine. And I can't imagine he's taking on a much bigger role. I would imagine his leadership is pretty invaluable at this point. So maybe guys just need to listen to Mo Cheeks, Billy Donovan, or whoever, and just get their act together. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G., And if you like this podcast, I would remind you that you can get this show every day. You can subscribe on the brand new podcast app called Himalaya. And in the ever-expanding podcast world, Himalaya is great because they personally curate playlists and new features every single day to suit you. So download Himalaya on your app store and subscribe to the Locked on Thunder podcast. Did you know that you could fill out a bracket on DraftKings? Come on, did you? Okay, maybe you did. But if you didn't, I'm going to hear I'm here to tell you all about DraftKings, who is the leader in daily fantasy sports. They've got a totally free bracket with tens of thousands of dollars up for grabs. Everyone that fills out a bracket during the tournament Might as well do it on DraftKings because you got a chance to win some really cool prizes. For the first time ever, DraftKings is offering a bracket battle. It's got $64,000 worth of prizes. So if for some reason you think, oh, you can make a run to the Sweet 16, or you know that Tom Izzo and Michigan State is the team you never bet against, or you're like me, you just always pick Kentucky every year, then fill out your bracket at DraftKings, You know how a bracket works. you got to fill all these out before tip-off, before the first game starts in the NCAA tournament. And you can play for free by entering the promo code DRIBBLE. You can even sign up for a private group. You can set one up for you and your friends to compete for dragging rights. But do so because you've got a chance to win tens of thousands of dollars in prizes. So go to DraftKings now. Use the code DRIBBLE and enter the bracket battle promotion for your share of $64,000 in prizes. That's the code DRIBBLE. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And if you're wondering, yes, I had to do that about 10 times, say bracket battle challenge really fast 10 times. It's one thing to do it when you're, when you're slow and you're thinking about it. Uh, yeah, but when you're in the middle of that read, it just it's bracket battle. <laughs> but no bracket battle uh, for DraftKings. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I'm Ari G. Make sure you download Himalaya to listen to the Locked On Thunder podcast. We were having a conversation in the press box uh, during the Miami game, which one should tell you something about the game in and of itself. As much as we were paying attention to the game. I think the three of us that were in this conversation were just really disgusted with the way that the Thunder were playing. And I can tell you, I don't think any of us, like at any point during that game on Monday night, did we think the Thunder were going to win? So what that does is that starts generating talk. And depending on where your mindset is, nine out of 10 times the talk centers around sports. So the talk got to be about trading Russell Westbrook. Which, let's face it, five years ago, the other two guys I was in that conversation with and me would have never allowed you to bring that up. We'd have stopped you dead in your tracks. Well, I would have at least. They probably would have heard you out. I just was, at that time, I was always in the mood to argue. But the talk centered around trading Russell Westbrook and what trades would you be willing to take. And one I threw out was, would you be willing to take the deal the Lakers offered New Orleans for Anthony Davis and one guy said yes, without a doubt. And what this tells you is that there is mistrust with Russell Westbrook amongst Thunder fans. Now, if you are a ardent, loyal Thunder fan, you probably still have a zero tattooed somewhere on your body. You have probably still got a closet full of Russell Westbrook jerseys. And you're not willing to go there in your mind because of everything Russell Westbrook means to this organization, especially since Kevin Durant left. But if you step back and take the emotion out of it, especially since Russell Westbrook this year has hurt the team just as much as he's helped it, and and again, I'm going back to him racking up 16 technical fouls, it begins to make you wonder if russ can truly change because while he may show signs of changing and while he may be getting paul george more involved in the offense or even some of his other teammates from an emotional standpoint russell westbrook still shows this far into his career which is 11 years and counting that there is an incredible lack of there's a, an incredible lack of maturity there that needs to be gotten under control and I keep hearing all these all this talk on sports talk radio, national radio about the next face of the NBA. And um, Colin Cowherd's sidekick, whose name I can never remember, keeps saying that the face of the NBA needs to be a little controversial or needs to be polarizing. That's the, the word she uses is polarizing. which to me, that's Russell Westbrook. He's the most polarizing guy in the NBA. He should be one of the faces in the NBA. And if something were to happen to Kevin Durant or something were to happen to LeBron James a la retirement, Russell should be able to step up and fill that void. But I don't think Russell Westbrook can because you can't have a whiner being the face of the NBA. And that's where Russell repu- that's what Russell's reputation is at this point. And Thunder fans ultimately, for as, as loyal as they are to players... And there's probably not a market in the entire NBA that is as loyal to players as Oklahoma City is, especially since the fans got hurt by Kevin Durant, but they want to win a championship. And if Thunder fans start getting the sense that Russ isn't going to help them do that, they're going to be all on board with Sam Presti putting him out there. The problem is he's just signed to Supermax. His athletic ability is everything that his game is predicated on, and he can't evolve his game the way a guy like Vince Carter can because he just can't shoot the three like Vince Carter can. So I don't know that the value is there. But I do know this. We started talking about guys. I had a conversation with another guy after the game about, well, who are the guys that Russell Westbrook would listen to? And you've got a dearth of you know, NBA championship coaches they could come in with skin, skins on the wall. And that's just not going to happen. Mo Cheeks is the guy. He's already on staff. And you're not going to make a change. You don't need to make a change. But somebody needs to get a hold of Russell and start holding him accountable. Problem is, if you have a team-only meeting to do it, I don't think Russ is going to listen to any teams. And if you're the coach, you certainly can't embarrass your superstar in front of other players. You're stuck with this guy and it's just a matter of him growing up in the next few weeks, not few months, few weeks, and really even few days if he wants to if he wants to not only prove all his critics from outside Oklahoma City wrong, but start proving those that are starting to develop inside Oklahoma City wrong. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Eric G coming up next. Why the Thunder still unfortunately need a Nick Collison type player. Remember, if you like listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast, you can do so on Spotify, on Google Podcast, on Apple Podcast, and the brand new app Himalaya. Um, when you get in your car, just tell your smart device to play the Locked On Thunder podcast, but download the Himalaya app now and check out Locked On Thunder.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: It'd also be really cool if you subscribe to Locked On Thunder. I'm Eric G. Having a ball today, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball. Yeah, even though uh, the tone of this podcast has not exactly been, yay, Thunder are all ready to go. Um, Oh, man. But look, I want to have a little fun now. All right, before we uh, talk about Nick Collison, because there's a couple of things I want to get to. Um, if we, I've got time, I'll get into the criteria for what it would mean to have your jersey retired in Oklahoma city, but, um, kind of a cool moment. And I know this is not going to sound really cool to you if you hate Kevin Durant still, but Saturday night when the Warriors beat Oklahoma city, every player that walked into the locker room got a high five by Kevin Durant. And it wasn't just a high five. It was the type of high five that you would get from an offensive lineman in the weight room when you were in high school, one that would knock your arm off, that kind of back slap type thing that you would run from if you were me. Kevin Durant had an ear-to-ear smile on his face. And I know what you're going to say. Well, they just beat Oklahoma City. He hates Oklahoma City. Whatever. But what I saw in that moment wasn't a guy that hated Oklahoma City. Wasn't a guy that even hated the Thunder. What I saw in that moment was a guy who was happy for his teammates. That they went out and they won a game. That even though he couldn't be there, he still found joy in them winning a game. Which completely goes against the narrative of what we think about Kevin Durant and what has been written about Kevin Durant over the last few years. I saw a kid, and I mean that in the positive term, because when you're playing a sport... And every athlete will tell you this: you still need to have a little bit of you need to have a little kid in you to to c- continue to play a game for a living. Yeah, you're dealing in a very adult business, but you still have to be a little bit of a kid to go out and enjoy it all that much. And that's what I saw from Durant, and it was really endearing to see him dressed up like a '90s college student with an kind of an orange and brown fall color flannel shirt, an orange beanie. Um, high-water pants, which we wouldn't have worn in the 90s. They would have been baggy. Um, And just looking like he was having the time of his life in the moment. And I don't think there's anything anybody could have done at that second that would have knocked him off his cloud. And what I want to think of when I think of Kevin Durant is somebody who's in that situation and not getting to go out and not break the thunders back one more time. I want to think of him as brooding as angry. And it it just wasn't. I mean, what I saw was a guy that got ultimate pleasure from watching somebody else succeed. And that is pretty cool. Doesn't mean I want his jersey hanging in the rafters anytime soon like Nick Collison. But yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Speaking of Nick Collison, the Thunder have not moved past needing that kind of guy. They should be right now. Paul George, Russell Westbrook should be the voices of reason along with Stephen Adams, but it's plain to see with the way that these guys play, and it's not just Russell Westbrook and his actions. It's all the stuff that we talked about in segment number one, that you still need a Raymond Felton to act as a coach on the bench to remind you of what's going on. Maybe I should blame Raymond Felton for all the Thunders issues because he's not coaching them up well enough. And, And... With Raymond Felton, if you've noticed with Nick Collison, he's in the Thunder organization. That role is going to continue to grow from being a guy involved in PR to a guy that will get more involved in the day-to-day operations. Raymond Felton should be that next guy in line that should be groomed for this, a guy that people will listen to where if you're not going to keep Raymond Felton next year, figure out a way to keep him on the coaching staff because as long as Russell Westbrook's here, you're going to need that guy, that kind of, that rug, that ties everything together. And as far as the criteria for, you know, again, and and what I'll say about that, it's just ridiculous. When, When you've hit this point, your superstars should... If Russell Westbrook is Kobe Bryant the way we think he's Kobe Bryant, then everybody should be able to listen to him, follow him, and know that he has got his team's best interest in mind. If you exhibit... That Kobe-Michael trait, it's all about winning a championship. And yes, that's going to come with some very harsh criticism that you have to take as a player. But we, even though we could probably go back and find examples of Kobe, maybe more so than Michael, hurting their team, they did a lot less than what Russell did. Okay, then maybe that's hyperbole because I'm so close to the fire. Um, and I will say this much. Criteria to get your jersey retired in Oklahoma City is going to be very strange. Because with Nick Collison, there's not a single number you can hold up that says, this guy deserves to have his jersey retired. No, it's all because of what he meant inside the locker room, which is a really weird thing to get a guy's jersey retired. Usually there has to be some significant impact that somebody's made that's tangible, that everybody can see. You're Michael Irvin for the Dallas Cowboys. You're in the ring of honor. Why? Well, you are a key part of winning three Super Bowls. Troy Aikman, you know, Jerry Rice, greatest receiver of all time. And I and i don't have their stats off the top of my head. Nick Collison, glue guy. Seriously, he's a glue guy getting his jersey retired. That being said, I'm happy for him. I'm kind of glad. And the other thing that I like about it is it sets the Thunder apart from everybody else. That the Thunder really honestly, I mean, if you want to talk about putting your money where your mouth is, retiring Nick Collison's jersey shows me that you put your money where your mouth is. And if you really value those um, community-type likable guys, then there isn't a better example of one than Nick Collison. That wraps up Locked on Thunder. We'll be back um, early this morning, later tonight at some point. Let's talk about the Thunders game with the Toronto Raptors and get you ready for the next game with the Raptors. It's all right here on Locked On Thunder. And, um, hey, do me a favor. Everybody love everybody. May God bless you and your family. And as always, hey, man, peace, love, and thunder up. You are
1: Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.